Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, any day can change over your life. Glory. So I'm excited about this series called Exploits. We started on, on Tuesday. Now we're not using exploits in the negative term. When you're exploiting something, you know how people like to exploit things out of people. Take advantage of. We're not talking about that. We're talking about a different, talking about exploits in the different definition. This message series is all about discussing how God has empowered our hands to do great exploits. Amen. That we were created on this earth by God to do great exploits. Now, what does exploits mean? What is the definition that we looked up? It is a bold or daring feat, a heroic deed or achievement. So God created us on this earth to do daring and bold exploits for the kingdom of God. How about that? That your life means something. That the world should see the kingdom exploits to see how great of a mother you are. To see how great, oh my God, of a mother you are in Christ. Or how great as you are, you are as a business owner or a drummer or a musician. To see that the world may see the glory of God on your life and that may compel them to the kingdom of God. See, let me tell you something. The exploits that we do should compel people to the kingdom of God. It should, oh my God, it should not bring glory to ourselves. We should be giving glory to God through the things that we put our hands to do, the things we put our mouths to do, the things we put our feet to do. All of these exploits that we do is for the kingdom of God. And guess what? It's not for our glory. And see, that's the thing. We can get caught up in our glory when people are giving us some accolades and when people are patting us on the back. But all of a sudden, all of that is cool. But you need to make sure you point it to the right place. If you want to stay on top, Make sure who's really on top, and that's Christ Jesus, because it is him that, oh my God, that we have our being. It is through him that we have our strength. It is through him that we are who we are and that we do what we do. It's Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm a little ahead of myself. Hallelujah. I want you to repeat after me and say, God created me to do great exploits through my hands, through my feet, through my mouth, in Jesus' name, amen, hallelujah. You gotta believe that for yourself tonight. You gotta believe God has created you to do something great, something bold, hallelujah, something to, to achieve something great, hallelujah. That God has put that on your life, put that on your heart. And see, so many people think they gotta do something crazy. They gotta think that they gotta do something big or be a pastor or be something, no. No, God has created you to do something great in your field. You can be one of the biggest achieving doctors in your field and one of the biggest achieving lawyers in your field. And all of that is giving glory to God doing great exploits in the government hallelujah we need good government workers anyway hallelujah hallelujah it's about being great and doing great exploits in our community because our communities need it anyway because the very fact of the matter is god put us on this earth to dominate that we may subdue that means to dominate the earth and that's the type of kingdom we walk in we walk in the kingdom of god the kingdom of god is not of talk but it's of power we dominate 
dominate with power. We take these regions with power. We establish the kingdom of God in the Howard County area and say that kingdom come that will be done in this region. We don't take sides. We don't conform to anybody. But we do what we come to transform. We don't come to, we don't come to conform to the world's ideas. New age philosophy. We come to show the world that through God, you can really do great exploits and be fulfilled. Hallelujah. Because a lot of people are doing things that they're not fulfilled in. Hallelujah. But you can show the world that through Christ Jesus, you can do great exploits and be fulfilled and not have to long for anything. Not have to feel that you, you're missing something. When you're doing things for God, I'm not missing anything because he fulfills me. Hallelujah. It's not the achievement that fulfills me. It's God that fulfills fills me hallelujah hey, hallelujah hallelujah i told you i feel excited tonight hallelujah daniel chapter 11 verse 32 i wasn't talking to you daniel but we're speaking of the bible character daniel hallelujah thank you jesus i know he getting tired of me mentioning him on our videos but it's okay hallelujah people gonna know your name daniel hallelujah <laughs> Uh, received that prophetically. It wasn't a joke. Everybody's going to eventually know who the Daniel is behind this stuff. Those who do wickedly against the covenant, he shall corrupt with flattery. But the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. This is what our series is based on. Daniel chapter 11, verse 32. All right. This is what our series is based upon. I'm not going to go fully into the full context of this whole chapter because it's real complex. It is very complex. It would take me two months to really give you the understanding of all of what's going on because it's a continuation of what's happening in Daniel chapter 10 and it carries out to Daniel chapter 12. However, I'm going to give you the specific what, uh, what's really going on in this text, okay? Because this is a prophecy, okay? This is a prophecy of scripture that was fulfilled in the time of Judas Maccabeus. I know his name is crazy, but this is where we hear about the Maccabees, all right? Maccabeus, excuse me, who with a small band of men, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to understand that he dedicated himself fully to God. In the earlier verses, the Bible, Daniel speaks of a man, this vile man. His name was Antichus. I talked to you about him on Tuesday. He was vile. He was worse than Adolf Hitler. He was worse than Hammond and the book of Esther who came up with a plan to try to destroy the Jews. This man almost came close to succeeding. He did far worse. But then Daniel, after this man, later on in the verses, then talks and introduced a, a man that is way worse than this man Antichus, who will be exposed, who will be make himself known in the future age, which is the Antichrist. Yeah. Everybody's saying Donald Trump is the anti No, he's not. Just because you don't like the person don't mean he's the Antichrist. Come on, somebody. So you got so many churchy folks who say, hell, you the Antichrist. Don't even know what that means. Don't even know what they're talking about. I tell you the truth. 
So what's so funny is, is that these men, while, while you have to notice that, that, that when the text says the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits, is that Antichus came along and he tried to destroy the Jews and to get the Jews away from their covenant. Are you following me so far? So before each, so what happened was these bannermen dedicated themselves fully to God and defeated the superior forces of Antichus, right? Henceforth, we hear about the Maccabees. This is all in history. See, ladies and gentlemen, people, will, they, they get into an argument that Daniel, how would Daniel know this? Daniel was written further later. No, Daniel saw all of this stuff in his time. He did not write it later. No, this is, this is God showing you how accurate he is and what he sees and showing it through a man. Oh, my God, help me in this room tonight. Hallelujah. He wasn't written later on. They tried to discredit Daniel and what he saw and what God was showing. him. matter of fact, there was a, oh, my God, the angel Gabriel had to come down to Daniel and tell him, I had to fight and get this prophecy to you because there were some people who didn't want this information. See, sometimes you don't understand that God is fighting to get things through you because there's a demonic attack that's trying to keep you bound up. Hallelujah. He said, I thought they'd get this word to you. Hallelujah. Some people, they don't, oh my God, they leave. They don't, don't, they don't even, when they going through, they don't come in the church. And guess what? You already lost. You already lost the battle because if you got here, if you fought your way here, God will fight through all that stuff you got in your mind. And you begin to hear the word of God to liberate your soul and set you free and get you out of that dump that you're in. Jesus. I haven't even got to a point yet. So, these men, before each battle, would encourage his men to be willing to give their lives to God. And thus, these men became legendary. Hallelujah. TCF, I got a prophetic word for you. We gonna become legendary. I didn't say Brandon's gonna become legendary. I said we gonna become legendary. Hallelujah. Let it be written and let it be so. Hallelujah. We gonna say, look at somebody say you legendary. When the tale gets finally written on you, what will they say? You are legend. Woo! Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. When the tale finally gets written on you, when they finally write the story, guess what they're going to say? This people was a legendary people. They ain't going to say the pastor was legendary. No, the people were legendary. They went and did legendary things. Let me tell you something right now. We will be one of the richest churches in this daggone county. Ain't nobody in God's green earth going to be able to stop what God got in store for us. And I got news for every person who hears me under the sound of my voice. You better be ready because we come at Jesus. I'm coming full force to you tonight. Hallelujah. I'm coming full force tonight. Hallelujah. I'm gonna break I'm gonna break this place open until it comes. I'm gonna break open the heavens until it comes. I'm gonna break open until it comes. I'll keep prophesying until it comes. And guess what? I'm gonna see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I thought I would say, but I, I feel like preaching the God. I, I, I will see the goodness of God in this land. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I came to serve every demon notice that Brandon's in the house now. You let me get here. I got news for you. I'm coming full force and I'm not coming alone. I got legendary people behind me. I should stop now. Glory. Oh my God. Y'all sit down. Y'all sit down. Y'all sit down. And so, the Maccabees is written in history for not conforming. For not conforming. In some books, there is actually, in some versions of the Bible, the book of Maccabees actually shows up because it is documented history. The miracles of this house will be documented. Documented miracles. The things to say, the things over my life will be documented. Listen, I'm not preaching a far-fetched idea. This is our present reality. I don't care. You have to see your reality now before you get there. You got to see it now before you get there. You got to operate in it now before you get to it. No, you don't, you don't start operating in it once you get there. No, you got to operate it in the mindset now to be able to know once you get there that I'm already in it. So listen, listen, listen. It says those who know, who know. Let me give you my point one. I want you to see something. I talked to you a lot about this on Tuesday night. But I'm going to go for, I'm going to try to reiterate. In order to do great exploits, we must know God intimately. As we talked about, listen, I have to know him intimately. I got to know him intimately. There's not enough God. Yes, it's important to know God intellectually. Hear me? But it's a deeper, you get deeper understanding and deeper revelation, right? When you know him intimately. Okay, I'm going to give you a key thought. Watch this. Key thought. Relationship brings access. Relationship brings access. There is certain people you don't give access to or you don't give access in that type of way of intimate and uh, in a confidant type of way because they don't have that access to you. Oh, boy. We were enemies of God, cut off from him in that type of way. 
Jesus comes and say, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The only way you come through to the Father is you got to come through me. Okay, let's go a little further. Then Jesus says, I am the door. So in one of his I, in I am statements, he says, I am the way. So I am the way to this access of a relationship with God. Not only am I the way, but I'm also the door. So if you want to go and if you want that relationship with Christ, you have to go through the door. What accesses new levels? Doors. What? How did you get access in here? Doors. God, I praise you tonight. In order for you to come through, in order for you to get in, you have to come through the door. Huh. So I have to come through the door of Jesus Christ. So I have to come through the door, and that's through salvation. So salvation gives me the access, but it doesn't stop there. But people get stopped right there, so they get stuck, right? So they come through the door, and then they just stay. They just stand here. But they don't progressively see more of what they signed up for. So my thing is, it's, listen, listen to me. So I make a commitment, right? I, I made a commitment and I gave my life to Christ. But I stop here. But I don't progressively see what all that comes with it. So it's almost like this. You step through the door. Say, for instance, we were once we have service upstairs, listen to me, that you come into those front doors and you stop there and never come inside to really see what's going on. So you so you're here, but you ain't trying to step all the way in to see what's going on. It's almost like a person who comes through those doors when they late and come through there, but they stay out there and never come fully into pursue and to seek out what's really going on god come on and see this is the thing we have a lot of people who are comfortable of getting to the door but they don't want to continue to pursue what's past that door my god we will see see you see they think salvation is all there is but there's more to the salvation than just your initial conversion and so you stop yourself short of the benefits that God has in store for you because you just got the benefit of salvation and say, yeah, I'm in. The, yeah, I got eternal life. But it's a, it's a lot more than just eternal life and you punching your ticket into heaven. Hallelujah. Because guess what? God meant for you to live the abundant life. The abundant life is not just meant for you to live in heaven, but it's meant for you to live now. Because if you're living abundantly now, is that that's what compels people to the kingdom. Hi. So you have to know him intimately. That is what gives so relationship, right? It brings access. So after I get access to Jesus by faith in him, Jesus, God said, I sent my son that you may believe in him. Well, let's put it this way. Jesus said, God sent me his son. All right. That whoever believes in me shall not perish, but they shall have everlasting life. So, I, so believing in the, the son who God sent is the access that I got. Now the access then says, now let me come boldly to the throne. Did it say passively? No. It said boldly to the throne of grace. 
So I have to pursue him now boldly. Because when you're in sin, you are in the condemnation. You're in shame. But when you get delivered from condemnation and shame, I have a boldness now that, okay, that was my past. I came through the door and the blood of Jesus has now been put through the door. So I have access. Now I can come boldly. So now that I don't have any guilt in my life, now I can come to him boldly because I don't have, I don't have that shame and condemnation I was in before I had, before I had Christ. Hallelujah. So now I can pursue him intimately now because I have his son and the blood of Jesus has now been uh, now have have now been imputed upon my life. And so here's the thing. We have a lot of people who have third party information on God. It's third party. It's third party. What I mean by that is what you heard other people say about God. But they don't actually know God. And because they don't have, they've not taken the time to know God, they have not done anything worthy. You know when people talk a lot about other folk? And when people are always, you know why that spirit of jealousy and envy is really, because you don't know God? Hallelujah. You really don't know him like you should. Because if you so envy and that, that malice is so much in your heart, then that means you ain't you 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 really are not in tune with the spirit. Hallelujah! Because the Bible says that we should exhort one another. What does that mean? And exhort that means encourage. Hallelujah! They says rejoice with one another. So I should be rejoicing with you, Vernon. I shouldn't be hating on you. Hallelujah. And I'm not a person who likes to talk about haters and all that stuff because my thing is when we talk about oh, we got a whole lot of people hating on us, you only talk about this many people. And then some of you who talk about haters and all of that stuff, you ain't doing nothing noteworthy for somebody to be hating on you. <laughs> what are you doing for me to hate on? To be on, like, come on, let's be honest. You don't have anything for me to hate on. He'll say, oh, they're just jealous of me. Why? You drive a Toyota, I drive a Toyota. I'm not talking about cars or anything, but you haven't done nothing noteworthy for me to be hating on. The reality is, is when you know God intimately, then that means your focus is purely on him. And it's, not, and it's not on what other people are doing. That's why you can rejoice for one another. The very fact of the matter is you have to constantly pursue God. You have to progressively seek him. It's just not about knowing about God. It's coming from knowing about to actually knowing. See, some people come to God off of third-party information. That's okay. But there's got to be a time where you come off of that hearsay to actually get to know it for yourself. So you can make a sound opinion. Why are you an agnostic? Why are you an atheist? Well, I heard this person say this about God. But what have you discovered for yourself? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What is your revelation about who God is? 
Oh, I don't believe in a God. Well, but why do you not believe in a God? Hallelujah. Because do you really believe in the Bible? But, but is that really something that you believe or is it something that you heard? Oh, my God, I praise you tonight. Because there's a distinct difference. You can't tell me based upon what you heard. I, I, you got to move from what you heard. It's good that you heard about Jesus. But now, and I heard people tell me that, like, my grandmother exposed me and she told me, all, that's good that your grandmother told you that. But now it's time for you to move to a place of, okay, now I heard that from somebody, but I got to figure it out for myself. Hallelujah. I got to intimately pursue God. John chapter 17, verse 22, verse 23. I want you to see this. I want you to see this. And the glory which you gave me, I have given them that they may be one just as we are one. I, I in them and you in me that they may be made perfect in one. I'm going to stop right there. Listen, the more you intimately see God, the more unified you become with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. The more and more you get to know somebody, your boo thing. When you booed up, you feel me? You get in sync. Be like, babe, what you want to eat tonight? Like, I'm thinking, <laughs> and y'all be on one accord. It's like, I was thinking the same thing. How can two one how can two how can two walk together unless they what? Agree. How can two walk together unless they agree? When you are not intimately seeking God, you're not putting yourself in full agreement with who he is. <laughs> Why is that? Come on, let me tell you something. Obedience is what puts you in sync with God. Hallelujah. The more and more you intimately hear him, that's why the supernatural not is, not, is not flowing like it needs to. Your ears are stopped up. Your heart ain't you're stopped up from receiving because you don't got to flow. You don't got to flow. And let me tell you something. The more you see God, that more that flow, it starts to open up. And you start hearing. You start discerning better. You hear me? You start discerning. That's what happens. So the more you know him intimately, the more one in sync we become. It's like with our friends. I'm telling you, I'm trying to make it so practical for us to understand. Like, God, we complicate this thing with God. We complicate this thing. Understand relationships. Well, I can't say that because most of us don't understand relationships and how it works. Because God instituted relationships. I'm not just talking about intimate ones. I'm talking about platonic ones as well, so that you may be able to sit, understand how all of this flows. God wants a relationship with you, the father to his child. But let me tell you something. The devil has done a great job of, of muddying what relationships look like between father and his children, between mother and their children between friends and what that looks like yeah. 
between what couples and what their relationship between man and woman is supposed to look like. Let's muddy the waters because if you muddy it enough, you're not going to see the glory of God in it. So that's why people don't want to get married and they don't believe in just a single woman because they, 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 they the muddy the, the waters have been muddied. Oh my God, I praise you tonight. It, it, it looks muddy. That's why people are, are it's hard to trust people and you're trying to figure out if you can trust them and if you can't trust them because the, the waters have just been so muddied and it just it's so clogged and, and, and see God wanted us to have a, a pure and genuine relationships so that we could flow so we can be in sync so we can see so we can see how God operates God operates God did so much just to get a relationship with you and I. So if God is constantly pursuing you, why are we not pursuing him? This is what's funny. We are the bride. Jesus is the groom. Here we are playing hard to get. Don't try that. Y'all women, don't try to act like y'all didn't talk. You feel Try to play hard to get. Jesus. Y'all are just... I'm not going to call y'all out in this room. But Jesus is the groom and we're the bride and we play hard to get, but yet he still wants to marry us. And all he's wanting is you. With all you. I said all you. You crazy. All of us crazy. Try to act like you not. All y'all crazy. Just a little, you know. Everybody got flaws. You're not perfect. But here's why you have to constantly seek a relationship with God. Because the more you pursue him, the more and more pure you will become. Because when Jesus comes, he's looking for a bride. Without spot or wrinkle. Oh, man. Go, go to point two. I got to move because that's taking me somewhere. Point, go to point two. Go to point two. Listen. Listen to me. The more, and I'm going to stop right here. The more intimately we know God, the stronger we will become. The more and more we get to know God, the more and more we can flex on the devil. You hear me tonight? See, you can't flex if you're weak. Come on now. Come on. You can't flex on the devil like he. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you. I will never teach you that the devil is a dumb person. Most times, people have taught us in church that the devil is stupid, all of that stuff. He's dumb in the sense of his pride, but he's very smart. The Bible says he's cunning. For you to be cunning, that means you're very clever. You're very smart. The devil has been playing the same tr trick for years. Are you hearing me? 
I want you to get to know who your enemy is. Your enemy is the devil, the adversary. Are you hearing me tonight? He's not a dumb man. He's studied human nature. And he understands how to tempt. Oh, my God. Let me tell you something. Even if Adam and Eve did not fall, did that mean that that's the same temptation would not have been there? How? It would have still been there. But what happens? Because the more you know him, the stronger you become, even though, so let me tell you something, you'll become stronger and the greater the temptation to be. That's why the more you got to seek him and hide yourself in God. Because when you hide yourself in God, even though the greater of the temptation, because the greater of the level I'm on, it won't, I won't stoop into temptation because I've been hidden in God. I've strengthened myself in him beneath his wing. Oh, my God. Woo, hallelujah. The more and more I could come into him and I come into his presence and I come into the knowledge of God and more and more I elevate and the more and more I elevate, I got to hide myself even more in God because the temptation becomes stronger. It, let me tell you something. You will always experience temptation. Let me tell you something. Temptation is just not about sex and all of that stuff like we try to make it. You can have the temptation to quit. You can have the temptation to give up. Hallelujah. Temptation is doing something you really want to do, but now that you've been exposed to the word of God, you can't do it. There's a temptation that when I'm at my job, and boy, I was tempted this past week because I was dealing with, I can't go deep, but let me tell you something. You had the temptation to want to give a, pe a person a piece of your mind. That's a temptation. That cussing demon just want to come out. The devil say, you know you want to cuss him out. Come on. Come on. Go back to your old way right here. Hallelujah. Go back to your old way, devil. That's what the devil wanted. Go back to your old way. You know you want to cuss him out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You want to know. You know you want to speak in an unknown tongue. Hallelujah. Glory. <laughs> you know, you you know how you know how you know you know how to put them them syllables together. You know you know how to put them haymakers together. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. It's just, see, we make it about sex and all that stuff. Yeah, that's a temptation there. But that ain't the, let me tell you something. Everybody's temptations in this room is unique to them. There are certain things, my pastor said it this morning, there are certain things that other people can handle that you can't handle. God, I praise you. It's all unique, hallelujah. But guess what? Even though it's unique to us, there is no temptation. Come on, somebody. That is uncommon to man. Hallelujah. There's nothing that you can face that is uncommon here on this earth that a man or a woman has not experienced. Jesus, I praise you tonight. Hallelujah. How the Bible says we don't have a chief high priest. Come on, somebody. That is not in touch. Didn't Jesus have temptations too? Glory. When Jesus wanted to, ex oh my God, exercise who he really was in certain situations. Hallelujah. The Bible says that he was meek. That means when you're meek, that's power under control. Hallelujah. That don't mean I'm weak. That means I got the power to do some things, but I got good control over it because I'm dealing with you in a meek spirit. 
Hallelujah. Just because I'm being meek don't mean I'm weak. Hallelujah. Just because I don't cuss you out don't mean I'm weak. Just because I don't want to slap you upside your head don't mean I'm weak. There's a better way of dealing with things. Hallelujah. There's power under control. But the more I get close with him, the stronger I become. We have a lot of Christians who are mal, what's the word? Malnutrition, excuse me. Because the, a baby can only drink milk but for so long. The elementary things of the word of God can only last so long. A baby cannot wait to eat the real stuff. Who wants to eat that garbage the rest of your life? Who wants to eat Gerber all the rest of your life? Who wants to eat those so-called tomato, those oranges, but not are really oranges? They come on. Who wants to eat that stuff? Huh? Who wants to eat that stuff? You want the real stuff? You want chicken? You want mashed potatoes? You want all of that stuff? Hallelujah. We need more healthier foods. We need salad, you know, broccoli, grilled shrimp, amen, salmon, not salmon, salmon, salmon. <laughs> no, I couldn't do asparagus. Stronger we become. So knowing, see, you got to get to, to know God is to do great exploits. That's the title of this whole message tonight. To know God is to do great exploits. I haven't even got to the exploits part. I'll go more into that in this whole month. Listen, the stronger you become, Daniel and the, and the Hebrew boys, how could they do great exploits? Because they knew God and they were strong in what they knew. So therefore, when temptation and adversity comes to try to diminish who they are, they stand up to it because they have been strengthened Oh, my God. Be strong and in the power of who? In his might. Here's a key thought I want you to write down. It's, a, it's, it's right here. True strength, right? This is very important. True strength. It's, it should be there. It, true strength. This is very significant. True strength comes when you know the source of it. Hear me tonight. You are not the source of your own strength. When you know God, then you'll understand who's the source of your strength. The psalmist said it, the, 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 psalm, the psalm said it like this, I will look up to the hills in which cometh my help. It's a question. Here's the question. Where does my help come from? Where does it come from? It comes from the Lord. Who's the maker of heaven and earth? But how do you get to that point? Because you know something. God. See, let me tell you something. The reason why you don't know enough word. Let me tell you something. It's as easy. Technology has made it easy. Google it for crying out loud. You want scriptures on power? Google it. Google it. Are you hearing me tonight? To know God. 
is to do great exploits. And the stronger you become. Are you hearing me tonight? The Bible says in Psalm 40. In Psalm 40, right? Put it up for me, Daniel. Psalm 40. Not Psalm 40. Isaiah 40. Excuse me. Isaiah 40. I want you to make it very clear. Isaiah 40, 28. I'm going to end with this. Have you not known, have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. He, his understanding is unsearchable. See, this is Isaiah writing and knowing this about God. He said the everlasting God, he neither faints nor is weary. God never gets weary. He never faints. You may be going through little changes in your world. God just chilling, saying, what's wrong with you? God is, let me tell you something. God is not caught by surprise, even though we may be caught by surprise. Has anybody in this room besides me been caught by surprise on something in your life? All right. Go to verse 29 and 30. Here we go. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary and young men shall utterly fall. Here's the next verse. But the Bible clearly says this in verse 31. Makes it very clear. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their what? Strength. So in waiting on the Lord, he's going to what? Renew our strength. And guess what? When you become strong in God, you're going to mount up. God, I praise you. See, you waiting for God to elevate you, but you really need to know him a little bit more. Get strengthened so you can mount up. God, I praise you. Hallelujah. That's why God waiting. Let me tell you something. My uncle told me the other day, he said, I'd rather be slow and uh, on a slow ascent ascent up than to be on a fast ascent and then fall quickly hallelujah because if you wait long enough on the lord and allow him to prepare you and strengthen you where you are now when that slow ascent finally comes you're gonna mount oh my god you're gonna mount up on wings like an eagle hallelujah look out my god touch somebody and say i'm about to mount up you i'm about to mount up i'm about to come up i'm i'm getting stronger while i'm waiting i'm getting i'm going i'm going deeper in him while i'm waiting and i'm about to i'm about to shoot up i'm about to mount up on wings like eagles and they shall run and i'm not going to get weary because i've been prepared in my waiting time that i can run with the horse that the foot soldiers oh god they don't weary me but i I built up enough stamina i built up enough stamina and i'm ready to go running i'm ready to go running i built up enough stamina that i'm not worried that i can walk and i won't faint that i can walk in any situation and not faint that i will never give up in any situation because i prepared myself i hidden myself in the shadows of his wings and there he covered me hallelujah and when you do that, you're going to mount up. <laughs> Why don't you flex like this for a second and say, I'm about to mount up. I'm about to come up out of here. I'm about to mount up. You ain't seen your best days yet. You ain't seen your good days yet. I'm about to fly up out of here. I'm about to come out of here. I'm being strengthened. I'm being, oh, and I'm about to 
to run and I'm about to I'm about to shoot off because I've been here long enough hallelujah to know God is to do great exploits come on put your hands together to know God is to do great exploits thank you for your word tonight Lord seal the word in our hearts tonight seal the words in your hearts of your people tonight God cover us tonight with your word in Jesus name we pray amen if you're not saved tonight I offer you Jesus I offer you the door I offer you the way come through the door come